I'm realizing that I might be using Slacks or Jenkins microphone and I might not have properly sanitized it. So <laughs> this is the way that I'm going to catch some kind of virus. How, how long do you think COVID lasts on inanimate objects? I don't know if we've done the science on that. Surely you have to. I'm not a doctor. Somebody told me it lasts like a couple days. I think most bacteria and viruses last a while. It's not... Oh. I don't know. I haven't got around. I think well, they didn't get sick, so you're probably fine. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I I think that COVID has made me realize that I'm a bit more like, like I feel like I'm just living my life as a cleaner person now. Like uh-huh. I'm someone who would have no regards of like, ah, oh, did that chip fall on the floor? Time to eat it. <laughs> it's just the floor. I know my shoes are there, but like whatever. Yeah, it's a thirty second rule. Maybe fifty seconds. There was a no second rule. I've 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 licked ob- I've licked public objects for for good photo ops. Like I mean I've I've been pretty liberal with with my with my tongue. I think it's very funny. Okay, okay, okay. Would you? Do you remember the Seattle gum wall? Yes. Do yes, you remember Slacks? He licked the Seattle gum wall. Um. Would you do that for the photo op? Because that is truly liberal usage. Probably. <laughs> Disgusting. Probably. If, if it's, <laughs> there's a level where if I think something is funny enough, it uh-huh. starts to, I, I don't care about my own personal safety. It, it just doesn't matter. It, exactly. It just happens. So if, if it's funny enough, and if I'm going to get a reaction of someone that goes, ooh, <laughs> sure, I'll, I'll, I'll lick the gum wall. I, Anything I, for the lulz. Kind of. It's a broken life. I see why Slacks would do something like that. Um, yeah, he I, definitely did. I think that was for like a TI video. I think so. Yeah, that I was like so. TI eight or something. I um, I'd, I'd be remiss to not mention that anyone who is watching the video version on YouTube notices that we're together in person for the first time in yes. Seven you know what else is here in person? Months. Is it the fly? fucking fly is on the stool that fly hasn't landed anywhere for the longest time but now once we start recording i've been in your apartment i, got, for, I gotta do it i gotta do it Hold go, go ahead. try for it try for it i've been in cap's apartment for probably an hour at this point and there's been a fly <laughs> flying nope you missed oh i think you got it there, there there's been a fly flying around for at least an hour and now it is now it is gone so if I, if is someone gonna call PETA on you? I don't know if flies are covered under under the whole PETA thing. I hope so. Dude. I hope they do. That's free publicity for the podcast. I, and yes, they would. They got on Obama. Remember the Obama thing? The whoosh. he got the fly that was on his hand. P- no, and, I, I and don't P- remember that. PETA got PETA definitely they said something about that. Granted, it it goes both ways, right? It was I, a publicity stunt for them. I followed politics a lot less uh, stringently when things were going normally, mm-hmm. and I think that I just am hyper aware now because everything has gone to shit. So, yeah, yeah. You know, how many more days till election? <laughs> Everybody, have you registered to vote yet? This is this is my PSA. Have you registered to vote yet? Most states you can't anymore because that sucks, but. I already voted. <laughs> I also already voted. I voted on the last podcast. You voted on the last podcast. You were like, I, up your no, I remember we, it was a topic of conversation that got brought up. I said, I already voted. Oh, fuck. We closed out the podcast. We said we wanted to talk about something happy. And so I said, I already voted. Oh, man. I completely. That just goes. To but you finally got your ballot. I remember you didn't I get got your my ballot. ballot and I. I got my ballot, and the same day I filled it out, it was the day of the VP debates. When you I was want to compare it. notes to make sure you got everything right? <laughs> you got all the state measures correct? You, oh, man. That's I, actually my favorite part. I actually, you know, like, screw, screw the presidential election, screw, like, voting for governor and stuff. What I really like is, like, the state measures. I feel like I have more power there. You know, it has more real impact on you. Yeah, people always go like, oh, why am I going to vote? My vote doesn't matter, blah, 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 blah. But really, like, local elections do matter. And even in California, like, the propositions matter. Do you know that not a lot of states have referendum laws? A lot of those propositions that we vote on happen because, like, the people want them on the ballot. Like, like they're people-funded instead of, like, Mm -hmm. congressional-funded. But I realized recently that not a lot of states do that. And not a lot of states have propositions the way that we do. 
I did not know that because I've only lived in, I've only voted in Washington and California and both those states do that. Yeah. And that's like a minority, but, but yeah, weird propositions are cool. I, um, I'm, I'm going to out myself here. I went to go check. I like, I filled out the ballot. Uh, I, I, I watched, uh, Cal matters. It's like a YouTube channel that does mm. like every proposition in under yes, two minutes. Yes, that's what I did as well. Oh wow, dude! <laughs> <laughs> Us and many other many other lemmings all fell off the same cliff together. Yeah. We all Googled. Okay, I need to know more about this proposition. Who's supporting it? What's the what's the actual? Because you you read the proposition, but you don't really get like a really good idea of like what it's actually gonna do. The voting Wikipedia pages, I'm always impressed with how thorough they're they're, mm. uh, they're given. Like this this proposition was funded by this person for this yeah. much money, and yeah. these agencies supported, and these like editorial newspapers supported or against it. It's very interesting mm-hmm. to me. Um, but Cal Matters every year they make a series of YouTube videos for all the propositions. Yeah, yeah. And their whole thing is like under one minute they put a timer on the clock and they try and explain it to everybody. I think mm. they're very useful. I try and share them as much people as I know because it's a very easy way to digest everything right um, yeah. even though it doesn't give you maybe all the information you want it's pretty easy um but i noticed this year uh that their production value was a little bit wonky because multiple videos were just exported improperly like like the video for like prop 24 like only has left channel audio so if you're wearing <laughs> headphones you can only hear about prop 24 in your left ear uh-huh. and i left a youtube comment i'm like hey cow matters I love your stuff. I share it. But someone should, like, watch down the videos before you <laughs> upload them to YouTube. There's clearly an export error. Like, someone check the box, Rock. <laughs> Somebody who works in production, you were like, this triggers me. Yeah, that, no, that's 100% what happened. And then they gave me a very, like, nice, thorough response. You're like, hey, thank you so much for watching. Um, we know some of the videos aren't perfect. It was very hard for us to, like, work from home and get everything done. And I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> I, I thought I was like throwing a message into the void like you do on the internet, right? Like like you just left a review or I just like uh, tweeted at Walmart and no one's ever going to see it, right? Uh-huh. But instead, like the person who was making these videos was definitely like, oh no, I feel bad about this. And I'm like, ooh. Yeah, but like to be fair. Valid feedback. I'm not going to ve- walk oh, back the feedback. Oh yeah, very valid feedback. And is their excuse really that valid? No, no, absolutely not. Like if you you're... just listen back to the video and you're like, oh, this is wrong. <laughs> yeah, that's that's exactly. Don't you just double check your work? Isn't that the solution here? <laughs> it's like someone someone uploaded it without watching the video, yeah, which yeah, is a thing yeah. that happens all the time. Yeah, especially in like a digital media world. Like, oh man, I'm so excited to be done with this edit upload, mm, right? Mm-hmm. You have to watch everything you do down before it goes up. Yeah, I, well, I I made that mistake when I first started auditioning uh, the voice acting stuff online. I uh, I didn't realize that I was only recording in one channel. I was only recording in the left channel. I think it was, and uh, and the way I was exporting it meant that it was only listenable in the left channel as well. And I was like, oh no! <laughs> I didn't realize because the way I would play it back is on my laptop. Yeah, right? yeah. So that would ju- that would just you know it was just mono. So I couldn't tell. <laughs> That's that's actually the biggest lesson is is really if you're working on anything you should be listening back to the final export on headphones. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm, also, mm-hmm. like even for a lot of the, a lot of the podcast stuff we do, like your your interface really just kind of lets your microphone come in one channel. Like it, it, yeah. it, it it's mono, right? So mm-hmm. or if you have like a Scarlet or basically anyone who uses an interface for an XLR microphone instead of like a Yeti or what have you, yeah, it comes in and you don't notice because if you're on Discord or if you're playing Dota or something, it's just one channel of audio. But yeah. As soon as you yeah. bring it into anything to edit, you have to like you know, dupe it and convert it to stereo, and it's like a it's like a process. But you know what? Whatever. I felt like an idiot. I was just like, "Holy shit!" The last like two weeks of work, I've been just sending it on one channel. If anybody listened to these on headphones, which is pretty likely at least fifty percent of them, Hopefully probably listen back they're... to the auditions. <laughs> they're all like, "This man's an idiot. We're not hiring him." I'm, to be, I would probably feel the same way. So if someone gave me a mono audio track, I'd be like, hmm, he might be a good voice actor, but he very clearly doesn't know something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I deserve that. Um, 
But yeah, we're 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 in uh, your apartment. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, my biology has a ticking time clock on this episode because uh, you have a cat. Oh yeah, and I am not. Wait, <laughs> I am you? very allergic. <laughs> you know, it's funny you said biology and ticking time bomb, and like the media. First thing I thought of, pumpkin for the episode. Oh, great! Really thematic. So you can watch on YouTube and see the pumpkin that we have, the miniature pumpkin. It's spooky. The uh, the first thing I thought of, because the only time you ever hear those words in context together is is when women are talking about how they're they have like a limited amount of time to have a child, <laughs> <laughs> and so I was terribly confused where this was going. I was like, "What is Joey talking about?" I, hey, yeah. Does he I, have to poop? I only. <laughs> man, my biology says that there's only so much time. You know, on. Um, <laughs> Speaking of, I installed a bidet. You did? We did not bring that up last episode, but I bought and installed a bidet. So what, I finally have one in my own home. What tier of bidet did you go for? I got a. Um, the brand is Tushy. Tushy. <laughs> yeah, so it was like 70, 80 bucks. So it was definitely. Higher than normal, but I didn't go for a tier of like, uh, it's not heated water. Okay. Okay. Uh, I was like, I don't feel like installing that. And so I was like, no, no, no. Cold, cold water's fine. That's fine. It's refreshing. And it's not that cold. It's not that cold. Okay. No. I, my, my experience with bidet is that the first bidet I went for, uh-huh. I wasn't too sold on the topic. So I yeah. got, you can get like a $20 bidet from Amazon uh-huh. and it uh-huh. works and uh-huh. it'll work for uh-huh. a while. And it's probably, it's like disposable if you want to whatever. Right. Yeah. 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 I learned that the water in the pipes at my old apartment are like straight out of a polar bear's ass. So <laughs> cold. Like, which actually, if I think about that analogy, literally, it's probably warm. <laughs> it's 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 Arctic temperature, cold. I it, it, it's like if someone took dry ice, distilled it into a stream, which would just be this liquid is a polar nitrogen. bear with diarrhea. Why yeah. is it coming out of tats in the first place? Let's let's gloss over that. It is. It was so cold that when I went uh-huh. to get a second bidet, uh, which was like right pre plant pandemic, I I splurged and I got like a. I got like a this this is gonna be a weird flex. Uh-huh. I got like a two hundred dollar Toto bidet. Oh shit! And uh, it's it's heated because it's electric, not because I have to tap into the hot water. Mm, okay, okay. So okay. I just have to run bath. Also, bathrooms normally don't have power outlets by toilets. Generally yes. speaking, yes. So if you go into my bathroom now, the the cord sneaks snakes around the <laughs> ceiling to get to the outlet, which is normally where like the razor would go. Uh-huh. That's just permanently plugged in. Yeah. But I did opt. I'm not. I'm just gonna throw it out there. I don't think I'm as manly as you, Cap. I, I, I'm not into cold <laughs> bidet water. Like I, I would like my bidet to be to be warm, kind of like a like a not like a full shower water, but like uh-huh. a, at, at least a room temperature. Something that's not gonna shock the system. Something that feels normal or average. Yeah, it's refreshing. You walk away and you're like, ah, I feel clean. I um. I hate asking employees where things are in stores. Okay. I, I I did that today. No problem. But go on. It doesn't even occur to me. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's a shyness thing or just like a social anxiety thing or like an awkward thing or a pride thing. I'm sure it's all these rolled into one, right? But I like to think like, you know what? I'm not in a rush. I can find it Mm -hmm. or I should know where it is or I can deduce where it is. But the last thing I want to do is be like, hi, Mr. Employee, Mrs. Employee, whose job it is to help me. Uh Uh, Where is the the pledge? Or Uh I am so averse to doing that. And I had to do that today because Mm. I was in a new market that I've never been in before. Okay. They opened up. A brand new Pavilions, which is owned by Vons and Albertsons. It's very fancy okay. out, out in the valley. And uh, I I wanted to go in because I had to kill some time. And this is just an insight into my life that I find... Kill going... some time by going to the grocery store? Yeah. Well, uh, dude, it was, oh, it's, it's, I, it's, you wouldn't catch me dead doing that. It's brand new. 
It's brand I new. Don't care. It's sparkling. Clean. You know why I have no problem asking employees? Because I want to get in and out as quick as fucking as possible. So if it takes me more than thirty seconds, if I feel like I'm not finding in the first thirty seconds, I'm keeping my eye out for that employee. I think that because I forced myself to not ask employees for help, I've really trained uh-huh. myself at being good at identifying store layouts and where things are. Okay. Like, I think that if you had to do one of like those speed shopping competitions and you gave me like a list to go <laughs> into a Walmart or a Target and you'd be like, hey, who can find these 10 things the fastest? Uh-huh. I bet that I'm like A slash S tier at that. I'm, pr- I'm very good at that game, right? Okay. And part of that just comes because I, I hate asking for, I think I just don't like asking for help in general. But I was in this. Yes, movie. we've we've that that is very clear from your last plumbing problem that you had. So go on. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad that we can do some <laughs> psychological analysis here. Uh, I I could not find the bathroom in this store. And generally, mm. finding bathrooms in stores or markets is an easy proposition because you just got to walk around the outside layer. Yes. They're, they're, yeah. The bathroom is never in the middle of the toilet paper aisle. Mm-hmm. In the middle of the store, right? Like it's always in, around some some confounding wall. Yeah, but part of the problem is is that some stores don't have it easily accessible. Like sometimes grocery stores have where you have to like, oh, you have to go out the back. You know, like you have to go behind. You have to go into the employee area. That's where the bathroom is. Yes. Was that one of those situations? It wasn't. Okay, okay. It was just, I walked around the store twice, and I had to go to the bathroom so bad, and I'm like, this is a disaster. I'm thinking of contingency plans in my head. I'm like, where else <laughs> Where else could I walk to? Where else could I figure out? Like, how do I get myself to the bathroom in some kind of timely fashion? <laughs> so I, I do two laps around the store, and I'm just, I'm just suffering. I'm like, where the fuck is it? And it's tucked away in some corner by the, by the entrance, hidden by the cheese. Okay. And I had to ask someone for it. I'm like, excuse me, is, is there, where's, where's the restroom? And she looked at me and she's like, oh, it's over there. And I'm like, but she didn't really point. She said, it's over there without giving any indication where <laughs> there is. And I'm like, oh no, this is my worst nightmare. Because not only did I not want to ask in the first place, I now have to ask again because oh, I didn't no. understand what she said. <laughs> I was like, I'm, I'm sorry, where? She's like, oh, by, by the cheese. And I'm like, down this way? She's like, no, no, like in, the, in the corner. And I'm like, thank you. Thank you. And by this point, I already checked out. Uh-huh. So I am now a man who is taking his pack of taco seasoning with him <laughs> into the bathroom. And I feel like the security guard's like, what's going on here? But also, no one wants to take their food they just bought into the bathroom. Was it taco seasoning or was there anything else? Uh, taco seasoning is in a plastic bag. It's all good. There was also a, 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 a paper bag. An individually wrapped mochi ice cream. Individually wrapped mochi ice cream. So like plastic around it. Yeah, it was like in a little. It was like in a little cup almost. Okay. It was, yeah, it was, it was a little off. borderline for a public restroom, but yeah. I didn't open it in there. Oh, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, I get the, that. <laughs> I figure you didn't sit down on the toilet and break open your ice cream and start eating there. <laughs> I mean, if I can be really honest with you for a second, I considered it. <laughs> because it was just, I mean, I, I sat it down right there on, on the toilet paper machine. <laughs> I sat it down with, with, with the taco seasoning. Uh-huh. I used the taco seasoning as a buffer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that is the one thing. I hate going um, when, I, uh, when I fly and I go to... Uh, airport restrooms i hate it that i have to sometimes set my stuff down so i i always have a backpack so it can stay on my shoulders rather than a bag that i'm holding which i will have to set down inevitably on a sink or something like that yeah, so no, thank you big big no thank you there <laughs> so yeah so i confronted my worst nightmare of having to talk to someone in public today please please pity me good job I'm, I'm I'm proud of you. I guess I'm sorry. I'm, I'm not sure. I'm, I'm not entirely sure how to react to this. All I can think, all I thought about was that, like, when I was working at Lowe's, which is a uh, which is a hardware store. For those of you guys who don't know what it is, it, it was uh, I used to work at a hardware store, and I worked outside garden. So I worked in the very the happy fun part, right? Nobody's going to outside garden having a bad day. 
Nobody's like, fuck this day. I'm going to go buy some flowers. You know, I've never thought about that before. Oh, yeah. When people go into hardware stores, unless it's their job, most of the time it's because they like need something that broke. Yes, exactly. So. So, okay. So here's here's the here's the like the psychoanalysis of the customers that you're going to be getting. Okay, you get like uh, so if you're working the lumber section, okay, you're going to get basically what you think of when it comes to hardware stores. Right. You go to lumber section, you're going to get craftsmen, you're going to get carpenters you're gonna get the you know guys who are trying to work on a shed or something like that you know you're either gonna get contractors and professionals or you're going to get guys who do this as like their hobby sort of thing so most of the time professional most of the time I have a pretty solid expertise of what they want Mm -hmm. and so very like business like you just got to make sure you know what you're talking about no problem you get to uh, the paint areas, okay? You're gonna be dealing with uh, like newlyweds getting their first home. You're gonna be dealing with um, like maybe like parents and like they're painting up uh, like a new baby's room or their teenager's room, they're changing something. But generally like happier side, right? No, nothing really wrong. Okay. Yeah. What 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 area can you think of in a hardware store that is going to have most likely the worst customers to deal with? I I mean, my first instinct is plumbing and electrical, but I exactly. feel like electrical people don't do their own stuff. People maybe yeah, do no. more plumbing. Electrical more contract. Plumbing. Plumbing, anytime anybody goes to plumbing, they've got a problem. Nobody, nobody's like, oh yeah, you know, I decided to, uh, to renovate my house and, and put in a new bathroom and, uh, what do you know? I was missing this valve. No, it's, you know, this fucking thing went wrong. This thing fucking broke. Where the fuck is this valve exactly? And it's just a long list of technical, like, where's the M624 valve or something like that. And you're like, I don't don't fucking know. Like the customer is going, they're looking at this aisle and it's just all fucking pieces and parts. And he's just like, I don't know where the fuck to find what I'm looking for. And then he looks for an employee. And the truth is the employee doesn't really know what the fuck they're looking for. Because again, it's just a long list of parts. You can't memorize that. It's just parts and pieces. And you're just like, uh, so it's going to take a while finding it almost no matter what. Yeah. So, so plumbing was, yeah. Anybody ever like I ever got a costume. So that's what I was thinking about is when I was working at Lowe's, whenever somebody asked me to look for something, I was actually very happy because it gave me like a job mm-hmm. uh, to do where maybe like, I just, I just liked being fulfilled. What I hated was like not, doing anything and just kind of like wandering around and waiting for a customer to help or something like that. So I liked it when people asked me where there was something. The only time I didn't like it was plumbing because I knew they had a problem. They probably were irritable and I probably wasn't going to be able to help them as much as they were hoping. (laughs) (laughs) It was like those three things, you know, it was like, uh, not great, but yeah. Outdoor garden, obviously great. You're going to get little old ladies working on their garden. You're going to get a lot of, like, you're going to get guys who are working on, like, bigger, like, outdoor projects that they're excited to work on, you know? They're, like, fixing up their backyard, uh, their place where they're going to be putting in. They want to put in some rocks so they can have a barbecue out there. Like bigger projects that you have to plan out, they have to be kind of excited to do, you know? So those guys are going to be happy. The the girls, uh, like the little old ladies who are focusing on gardening, obviously they're fantastic. Love helping them out. They usually know more than me anyway, so it's like they're really more humoring <laughs> me anyway. Oh, you look like a nice young man. Where the, you know, and I was just, sure here. <laughs> the fertilizer that way. Yeah. yeah I, I never thought about it like that before. I, yeah, I've, I've never thought about people like going to hardware stores even for, for problems because most of the time when I go to a hardware store, like sure, sometimes it's like, oh, I need a new floater for the toilet or something that's like kind mm-hmm. of urgent because I, I tend to fix stuff myself anyways. But normally me going into like a Home Depot is just like a, also sometimes a leisure activity mm. like a yeah it, I mean it's very like 
75% leisure, but the 25% is usually like <laughs> a big problem. I, uh, I'm a big fan of going to the paint section. And actually, sometimes I go to Home Depot or Lowe's and I get sample paints for when I need to like do some kind of an art project instead of going oh. to like, an actual craft store. Oh, okay. That's Be- smart. Because sometimes you can just find the color you want easier. Yeah. And have them make it. And it's like $3 mm-hmm. for like a big thing of sample paint. Yeah. And it's good quality. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, my, that's, my, that's my construction life pro tip for it. But instead of you need to buy some paint, you can just get, go get the little samples. They're great. Me and my two cousins, both, uh, we all uh, applied and worked at Lowe's at the same time. And uh, we actually got like the three best departments to work in uh, for newbies. Anyway, my older cousin worked in the, the stock room. So he was just, you know, like loading stuff in the back warehouse and stuff like that. Super easy. My uh, my younger cousin worked paint, which again, paint is like, there's nobody who's really like most of the time paint is you're finishing up a project. You know, you finish renovating and now you get to do the finishing touches of paint. Now you get to do the fun stuff of like how the room is going to look. It's fun. Yeah. Paint is fun. People are like, oh, look at the colors. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, like actually doing the painting, like maybe not so much, but like the idea of applying a color to a room, people are happy with that. They like the decision making process. Plus you get to, to see the paint being made. So, you know, are you going to put it in that big machine? Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 uh, I only, yeah, I only remembered a little bit that you, that you told me you did work at Lowe's. That's so. <sighs> That's for newbies. The, the good, the good departments at, uh, after that are like the, uh, so refrigerators and lawnmowers. Those are like the two extra money makers because you can actually uh, make commission on the refrigerators and lawnmowers that you sell. Huh. Yeah. So that's like so, someone wants to work in fridges because they're they're making extra. Yeah, they're making that little bit of extra money. So, and riding lawnmowers. That's that's the other one. Not regular lawnmowers. Riding lawnmowers. Those, those are like, things are you know four hundred, five hundred, six hundred dollars. So those don't exist down here. Yeah. I guess they wouldn't in California, huh? Very seldomly. I mean, people, not, people not don't really here, have enough. People don't own enough land most of the time because it's expensive as hell. Have you ever used a, <laughs> like a old school push mower that's like oh, completely yeah. mechanical? Yes. We had we had one of those, and uh, for the longest time, my dad uh, would just have me use that to cut the lawn. I'm like, Dad, this is hard. He's like, Yeah, son, it's hard. It Give builds you, character, <laughs> kinda. <laughs> And he had. He had <laughs> Why does a, your dad make me think it's like you know Calvin and Hobbes? Yeah. <laughs> it's like his dad. Yeah, that's that's my dad. Why do we do it this way? It builds character. <laughs> he had a gas-powered mower, and when he would cut the lawn, he would use the gas-powered mower. And sometimes, if I was lucky, I'd use the gas-powered mower. But really, I would. We didn't have a big front lawn. It was uh-huh. wasn't giant. Uh-huh. You know, it's probably a little bit bigger than your living room right now mm-hmm. you know but still it'd be like yeah just just use the push mower so do teenagers have uh lawn mowing businesses here or there's just not enough lawns no i think most lawn mowing businesses are kind of uh folded into landscaping businesses mm, which, is okay. re- which is really cornered by the immigrant market in, in okay. los angeles yeah that makes sense so i had yeah. a i had a lawn mowing business when i was a teenager I had a gas powered lawnmower. Yeah, but it even had the automatic where you put down the pedal and it automatically drives forward. Oh, that's dude. the good shit. You, you don't get, even have to push. You just you just clutch. steer. <laughs> what what does teenager cap do with his lawn mowing business money? Uh, I don't really know. I don't really remember. Maybe I bought I mean, probably computer games. Dude, fucking cool. <laughs> yeah, I don't really know like what else I would have really bought. Like, I go out to to get food with friends sometimes, but like, movie theater that's actually an American classic. Yeah, mowing lawns in order to get money to pay to go see the movies with friends. You just gotta work for your entertainment. Yeah, yeah. 
got to uh, got to work to make money to go out on a date with a girl and then uh, not walk her back to her door and kiss her goodnight. Totally missed that opportunity just because you, but you did are stupid. You did, you did get dinner. <laughs> so, I mean, you picked up you picked up the tab there, which is worthwhile. You yeah. learn these things over time. It's, it's, just, a, it's just a process. <laughs> I was going to say, you'll learn these things over time. <laughs> like I'm still learning them. Yeah. You know, I missed my chance with Ellie. You know, we had a nice dinner and then, then, reason, I, then I didn't come home. <laughs> we lived together. And I, don't I didn't walk her to the door. <laughs> yeah. You stayed in the car. I don't know what's up with that. <laughs> Dude. Uh, but yes, we, we grow old and things change and, uh, and, uh, and then things end. And that's what happened to the battle pass. I don't know. I was just leading somewhere to Dota. I mean, you had a better, <laughs> I, I was about to just transition there also, but you had a better segue. Like, you know, we grow old and things. And I was just about to say, <laughs> so speaking of things that don't exist anymore. Yes. The battle pass is gone. And, uh, and Valve is like, well, fuck, I guess we got to do some Dota Plus stuff. Do we know why the Battle Pass stopped? Because it has to end, Joey, for another Battle Pass to begin. If, if we give you all of these things and you can just have them, then the next time it comes around, you may not want to pay that money again. So it's just like a like a scarcity thing. Yeah, like it's, it's absolutely a scarcity thing. That's why that's why Valve said uh, when when uh, BTS, you know, they did their compendium for early on summits. You know, mm-hmm. that went well, and uh, I was like, yeah, this was a really good idea. I'm glad we let you guys do this, but uh, that's our money. <laughs> we want the compendium money for our stuff, and our stuff is not. You, you can't compete with our stuff if you can't compete at all. <laughs> it's, it's, I, mean, it, I mean, it's absolutely true. Like, any of this stuff that, that we make f- fun of Valve for, like, it's true. They're, they're very capitalistic in that regard, in that they are smart and do things the right way that make them the most money for many things. I want to know what it was like in their office. Well, I guess no one to the office. I want to know what it was like in their Slack channels as soon as they're like, hey, guys, Kyle made another blog post. <laughs> <laughs> it was funny. We had that whole conversation. Next thing you know, uh, Moon Meander says something, and then Kyle said something. It's funny how these sort of things, like I, I haven't talked to Moon Meander, and I, like, of course Kyle and I have talked behind the scenes about this general stuff, right? But... I haven't talked to him recently about it in a while, but these sort of things, you know, everyone like, it's funny how everyone just kind of reached like a breaking point of like, all right, this is getting ridiculous. (laughs) What's happening here, Valve? You know, like we all reached that point around the same time. That leads me to believe that um, people don't have insider information. Cause I think that Mm. if, if Valve would tell a Kyle, a Cap, a PPD, a, who are your tastemakers at this point? I don't know. Whoever the team manager, Cyborg, Matt, whatever, right? Like, mm-hmm. if they'd be like, hey, this is coming uh, October 12th, and yeah. these are the changes we're thinking, then that information would kind of circulate internally for the people who need it. And mm-hmm. then you would find out from Kyle and like people would kind of know and then people wouldn't necessarily be vocal about it because they know something's coming. But the fact that I think people are being vocal about it now means that there isn't any insider info flowing around the back end. That it's just people really truly don't know and there's a mixture of being concerned slash scared and then also worried and angry. Yeah. I mean, I said the uh, like the the only insider thing that I had was what I said last podcast, which is Valve is actually offering to help financially tournament organizers with their upcoming tournaments, right? Which we saw and, the other day. Yeah, which we saw with the South American tournament. I can't remember what that's called. I don't know because I don't watch it. To be perfectly honest, don't 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 fact check us. I I saw the graphic. Yeah, but like I'm uh I know there's going to be more tournament organizers that are announcing their tournaments, and Valve very likely will will have helped them. I'm presuming it's prize pool related. I'm I'm betting what they do is fifty fifty, which is 
weird. Uh, I wonder if they do more. I have no idea like what the number is, but if they do 50-50, right? It's like, okay, we'll cover half the prize pool. Well, the thing is in Dota is that you have to have such an exorbitantly large prize pool in the first place to attract the teams that you want to attract. Otherwise, those teams can just be like, no. It, it's it, it's like very easy because they have so much power and they have so much money. Uh, the players themselves have made so much money that they don't need to keep playing. Right. Especially right now where there's no DPC, anything going on, there's no points to be made. So they could just be like, uh, we want the prize pool to be at least 300,000. And they'll, and the term organ is like, well, we're not doing that. It's, it's a hundred thousand. That's all we got. That's all we can put in. And, uh, and then your secrets, OGs, Nygmas, whoever it is, those top echelon of teams that you really want because they drew drawn the viewership. They, they could just be like, well, then we're just going to skip. You know, and it doesn't matter if it's even a it's a really good tournament, you know, that like nowadays you just don't, I guess, what can you really say is like maybe the stuff that BTS puts on is like the only stuff that you could say has a low prize pool, but it's still a really good tournament. But outside of them, every tournament that is a you would consider like oh this is a fantastically run tournament it has like a huge prize pool two hundred three hundred thousand minimum. What was Dota Pit's prize pool? I don't know. Or does that fall into not even a great tournament at this point? I don't think that falls into a great great tournament. They, I mean, they ran a minor last year. They're not a tier one tournament organizer. No no shade to throw their way, but I, I always feel kind of weird, like, ranking people, like tournament organizers or casters and stuff, but, like, it is the way it is, you know? Like, I'm a tier one caster. That's not me bragging. I just, like... When I was a tier three caster, I knew that too. You know, like I knew who, who were the top dogs and I knew how far down the fucking chain I was. It's like, you're just aware of those things, you know? And I, I don't think Dota Pit is, is, uh, is a tier one organizer. And I, I don't think they, they, they just can't, they don't have the size to be that, you know? But yeah, there's what's even coming on the pipeline now. There's, also, there's no one does anything stuff. special, honestly. Well, if you try and do something too special, like, you know, you're doing a Midas mode, then people only kind of care about that anyways, right? Like, so you have, yeah. to hit, you have to hit the right level of what is special, but not over the top. It's, it's funny how, like, the only, like, special tournaments that come are, are out of talent-driven organizations, BTS and Moondog, you know? Um, Omega League was something special, no doubt. Um, but that, that, that more comes out of, like, that was a somewhat regular tournament, Right. That was a regular format. It was like it, what was great about it was, is that they spent so much. They have, they have such amazing production. They brought in all these talents. But it was like more of a, an impressiveness of size. And like with that size comes all those extra things like, you know, hey, we've got these skits that we you guys mm-hmm. want to do and stuff like that. Like all that filler content comes with the size that happens. But like truly like unique uh, tournament formats and stuff like that is always it's at least in Dota has come from BTS and Moonduck. Give me, I'm happy, I'm happy that Dota has a uh, kind of even some semblance of unique tournament formats. I'm excited to see like you know right now we're seeing another Swiss bracket. I'm always a fan when Swiss brackets pop up. I'm always a fan of alternate. What's what's the Swiss bracket? Is, is it ESL that's going on right now? ESL is going on, there, yeah. I, someone in Europe is doing. A, I think it's ESL. ESL is doing a Swiss bracket. Oh, really? With with all their teams. Okay. Which I, I like. Yeah. That, I like that formats can be fluid. Yeah, yeah. Stuff like that can be fun. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't like. I I don't like Swiss bracket myself, but it is a nice change of pace. I agree. It makes it like it. It is fun seeing like, oh, this team's three zero. This team's three zero. They're gonna match up against each other. Like that'll be cool to see. You got this shitter versus this shitter. This team zero two. This team zero two. One more lost. They're eliminated. You know, that's fun as well. I'm always yeah. a fan of games at the bottom that have stakes like that. Where I, mm-hmm. that, that's why uh, the toilet bowls. Yeah, that's also why I always thought some of the most fun parts of, of TI's past were were the play-ins for for the last wild card slot. Mm, yeah, I, I'd get hyped for that to see like, oh man, we're gonna yeah. see you know. NARCON go up against some other team and someone's not going to play in TI. Yeah, These yep. games are worth like hundreds of thousands of dollars and they're between teams that 
not very good. Yep. I mean, you had uh, sure, uh, that C-Dak, one year but... there was like uh, Yaps or Kazu and Cinderin's team. I don't remember what their org was at the time. But oh, uh, they, they, they played they, in it was arrow. Their their org was like a like a escape or something. Arrow it was an escape was pointed upwards. Escape gaming. I think Koikfo was on that team too. Yeah, probably. But yeah, I remember they didn't make it through. They had uh, I think the NA team made it through that year, or maybe it was the C and Chinese team. It's usually the Chinese team that makes it through because they usually have had the depth to support a, a pretty decent tier two scene. So, but yeah, battle pass is over. It was new escape. tournaments. It was escape. Gaming. Escape. Nice. You got the logo. I got the name. You know how many teams cinderin has been on? A decent number. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happens when. Um, that's what happens when you are not that successful, but you have the drive to keep going. And I think that's really cool. I would have quit a long time ago if I was Cinderin. But I respect the hustle that he has. Like, he just has the passion, you know? He really wants to make it. And he's going to keep playing, even though he could just be tier one talent, right? Yeah, he's hella would, entertaining. Dude, he's so good. He's such a good co-analyst. I, I think still to this day that Sindarin independently, right? Like I think Blitz, when he's at his best with me and him, he's he's uh, he's absolutely one of the best up there. But like Sindarin independently, it didn't really matter what caster he was with. He was such a good co-caster because he, he was funny. He was He's interesting, right? He's a unique person. So he's got like kind of a quirky sense of humor. Uh, he, he's like, he has a, a real personality that you can like or dislike. Most likely like, because he's decently what, well, yeah, charismatic what, person. Not like right? Yeah, there's like, nothing like, offensible about Cinderin, right? Yeah. He's just, he's just a fun, goofy guy. And he's got great analysis, obviously. Part of, part of the reason is he's been playing competitively and wants to play professionally this entire time. And uh, and then on top of that, he, his hype from the co-casting position was was very good. I, he was like, whenever I co-cast, I try and model myself after Henry G and like Sindarin. Um, those are two, in my opinion, some of the best like uh, side hype is what I call. You know, like side you hype. Okay, okay. you, you know, you're not the main hype man, but you kind of like. You're you're like the uh, you're like Migos. You're in the background of the track. Yeah, and you go like yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you're the offset of the group. <laughs> offset. <laughs> um. Yeah, I. It's it's a uh, fucking dude. Dude's been on a lot of teams. It's uh. I, I've always liked when Cinder was casting. He's someone who would kind of get me to a broadcast. Yeah. Just because he is so he is so fun. I remember uh, I was in his hotel room during one TI, and I have this very vivid memory of um, he was playing music. But the only way that he would play music via YouTube uh-huh. is he would pull the room for like a letter and a number, and then he would just let the YouTube algorithm like... <laughs> So he would go to like youtube.com equals slash and then like start to type in a specific YouTube video like like code. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. he would just he would just have people give them the code and the song would just be whatever like if I said like Y eight and then, you know, some kind of weird Icelandic opera came on because that's what auto completed after Y eight, then that's what we would listen to. I love like, Cinderin, man. Wow, that is so your brain is just interesting. Dude. Yeah, yeah, dude. Uh, that's that's why I like. I I like people. Uh, that's actually one of the things I like about Dota Town is that I feel like most of the people are pretty interesting and unique. You know, like uh, like maybe they could be considered weird to some, but I feel like weird is like way better than boring. You know, way better than normal. It's just like very often it just means you're not that interesting. Who's the most normal? Dota talent then. <laughs> well, because <laughs> everyone. I feel like this is like I'm not trying to humble brag, but I feel like it's myself because I'm actively saying like I don't like I think it's good to be unique and interesting, and I feel like I'm the most like even keeled, like somewhat normal, normie 
kind of person, you know? I think you're probably one of the people who's integrated the most with society in non-Dota or gaming or esports ways. Mm-hmm. And you also, I think, can deal with normal humans pretty easily. I guess most mm-hmm. talent can. Although I would yeah. love to go here, Cinder, and like may place an order at McDonald's because that might be fun. Um, yeah, you know he's going to do something trolly at some point in time, right? He just can't help himself. He just gets that goofy grin, <laughs> you know. And it's not even a harmful trolling, you know. It's just something like he's just going to ask for something dumb, you know. I feel like Trent's probably pretty normal. Trent's a very normal person. I uh, I I have determined this. If I have like. A, a post-apocalyptic scenario and I have to choose one other talent Blitz doesn't count right now because he's not talent then I would definitely choose Trent because Trent Trent is actually a handyman he's reliable like I know I can depend on Trent in that regard in like a post-apocalyptic scenario like the dude the dude's Canadian he goes out there and chops wood in winter you know like they, he's a, he may not look like it, but he's kind of the most rugged of the esport talent. <laughs> he's got that baby face, but he's actually probably the the most like manly of all of them. He also has strong dad energy, which makes sense mm-hmm. with multiple children. But strong dad energy. True. True. Man. <laughs> who who would you choose if you had uh, if you like pick. Pick like your team. Let's say it's a Left for Dead team. So you get you get a uh, you and three other people of of the talent. What are your three? I, I guess it depends on what we're doing, right? Like like what kind of uh, what I want to be min maxing for. Okay, post apocalyptic scenario. So it's okay. going to be some zombies, mutant types. So you, you're going to want somebody who is able to run or survive or in that sort of survival also so you're going to need somebody who actually knows how to just like live off the land sort of thing or know how to scavenge grocery stores and shit like that and what's like a third metric of post-apocalyptic survival i'm I'm gonna wanna. I, th- I think I'm gonna wanna take Purge. Okay. Because my thought process here is that he is very emotionally even. Yep. 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 And I don't want people around me who are going to be panicky. Yeah. I don't think Purge is gonna like lose his shit. Correct. Like it powered down. <laughs> Why? It had battery. Uh, well, that's when the video cut out, everybody. All right, well, then there goes the video. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm going to want to take Purge because I think that he's not going to panic in a scenario. Yeah, yeah. Like, he's kind of got an engineer-type mind where he's going to be thinking about the facts and logic of the scenario. Yeah. He's probably going to focus on what gives them the best out... gives the group the best outcome to survive a situation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right? I could, I could see... I could see a post-apocalyptic, not this purge, but I could see a post-apocalyptic purge being that guy who says, no, we can't, we can't go out there and save that person. That would jeopardize the entire group. Yeah, which I think... Which is important. Yeah. Yeah, that's an important... I'm saying post-apocalyptic purge who's already gone through several scarring, emotionally scarring scenarios and has learned that you need to cut your losses. You know? I could see, I could see him... Being like survival comes first, and this is a, he would give you the facts of the situation and be like, "You need to be rational about this and understand that this is a suicide mission." See now, I'm I've been struggling. We've been, we've been vamping because I've been trying to think of two other people who aren't just a repeat of you and Trent, because uh-huh. I feel like those are still similarly very safe bets. Okay, I, take take me and Trent out of the picture. I know that makes it so much harder. Take, oh. You and me are like I would want some. I, I would want you because I know that you're absolutely going to put in the work that uh-huh. has to be required. Okay, and you're not going to have any qualms about like doing. Okay, I got a, uh, physical okay. activity. I've got your your solution for that. Instead of me, get lyrical. Lyrical will put in the work, and he's a big dude. Can lyrical That's run important. though? If we need to. Uh, I don't think I've ever seen lyrical run, but. 
I I bet he can, but um, like you're gonna want some brawn, right? You're gonna want somebody who's like, this door is locked. How do we get in? <laughs> Gabe, you're up. You know, like <laughs> Gabe's gonna be that guy who knocks down the door for you, and he can cook, and he's a, and he's just a good, lovable person. He's not. He's like he's not gonna stir any shit up with the group. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, and he's also going to put in the work. I'm not worried about any physical obstacles with both Gabe and me there. I, I, yeah. I think that that between him and myself, we're, yep. we're two pretty meaty boys. Like, yep. There's nothing that's going to get be able to not be moved over. Yeah. So fourth fourth person on the team. I feel um, like now you need it. So you've got your cook. You've got your sort of more like analytical mind. Uh, what would you say you you bring to the table? I mean, I think I also do bring a lot of brawn. To of course, the table. of course, I bring, but I bring a lot of brawn to the table. But uh, but lyrical is your cook, so so what see, are you? Well, what I'm, else I'm, are you bringing? I, I, I'm grabbing people who are similar to me in 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 demeanor, right? Like I, I want okay. someone who who's not going to be happy go lucky. Yeah, like like sure. things are gonna be things are gonna be fine and even, right? Okay. So, well, um, but uh, but I'm asking, what what other skills do you bring to a post-apocalyptic scenario? Oh, I'm I'm absolutely a craftsman. Okay, there you go. I'm I'm gonna be able to, to to build or tinker with with a lot of stuff. Okay, so, so are are you the scavenger? This, see, this is where I was leading. Are you the scavenger in the group, or do you need a scavenger? I think I would be the scavenger. Okay, I'm I'm, I'm okay. pretty good at, at identifying that that all of that stuff really. So, mm-hmm. um, so I, I think I don't think you have to worry about combat. You've got you and Gabe. You've yeah. got the scavenging covered. You got the cooking covered. Somebody who would take care of people. Maybe somebody who would be a little bit more handy with uh, with the medical supplies. Does, does that make them a weekly? Uh, yeah, like I, I'd be down for, for some kind of a medic. Yeah, somebody who's just going to look out for everybody. That would help. Or just someone who's like crazy smart. Yeah. I just want to minimize chaos, right? Like, so I'm not mm. thinking like, I don't want Owen on my team, right? Like, I, I, you I don't want, want Owen? chaos. You don't, you know, you don't want Owen who'll just be like, can we go? Yeah. I, That's I, Owen in a team fight. Can we go? Can we fight? Can we go? I like, I fucking love Tsunami. I don't know who's going to help me in a, in a, in a post-apocalyptic scenario. Mm. The, the dude weighs like 20 pounds. Yeah. I mean. Memes won't be a, a very valid currency. Yeah, in the exactly. post-apocalypse. So, maybe, like maybe like a positive mood, yeah, enhancer. But aside from that, like, but I, you've I, already I, got that covered with you and Gabe. I yeah, feel like, uh, yeah, you know? exactly. And, like, purge, purge isn't bringing any problems. So, <laughs> we we gotta throw out some more names. Who 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 are we not thinking of here? All right, we got Blitz, Blitz Shiver, is gonna die. Kyle. Uh, Blitz is gonna die. Kyle will probably make someone else want to murder him. Yeah. So I, I don't know if I don't know. Yeah, if put you're up gonna have that. some problems with Kyle and Purge. Same with, yeah, same there's with gonna be some sort of clash in there. Jenkins is too wild for sure. Uh-huh. Um, who who else you got? Uh, fogged. You got fogged. You've got fogged is super small. He might not eat a lot of calories to survive. I mean, I mean, lizard is like it, lizard is almost unfair. Just for the sheer size of that man, you know, you you were like, oh, he's gonna be useful somehow. So. We, let's just put him out because you already got Gabe in you. Yeah. We need somebody who provides something unique and different to the squad. Uh, there's Moxie. There is who else did I work with at Omega Slacks? You said no chaos though. Yeah, no chaos. <laughs> like again, like he'd probably help the mood sometimes, but I couldn't put up with I couldn't put up with that twenty four seven. Right? Like we need to be we need to be a unit. Um, Ziori. Dan, Dan often. You know, mm. you know, Dan could be a decent choice. I also think Sayori might not be a horrible choice either. I think that Sayori would probably put in the work. He'd be like, hey, everybody, we got to survive. But he might bring a, a wee bit too much chaos. And he's he's on the smaller side. So he might, you know, like any of the scavenging that you can't, like you're trying to get into one of those like bathroom small windows, you know, like he'll be able to fit in there. Whereas you and I wouldn't, yeah. you know. So Zuri's not a bad option in that regard. Yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe maybe I'd take Dan. Dan is tall. Yeah, he's he's got that going for him. He's I don't I don't know much en- enough. Like I know Dan is is a I like Dan. 
but I don't know about any of his skills. I feel like he he probably is like an adequately responsible adult. You know, I feel like he's probably picked on uh, up on some skills, but I don't know if he he does anything specific. His other skills are like comedy, right? And I don't yeah. know. I, I, like we're not going to entertain the zombie apocalypse with. No, not like not with a tight, a tight five. That's not going to do it. Who? Who else are we miss? We're missing a lot of people. Man, I hope no one's I just uh, nomad. Uh, B cop, um, Renessa. Mm, I know I'm missing some like obvious names somehow. Nessa could be a good one. Um, I feel like your choice of Ziori though was was pretty on point. Yeah, it, it might just be Ziori. I'm trying to. Where do I? Where does Wikipedia say uh, where people are? Who was at the international 2019? Suns fan. Um. Shiver rich. Period. Rich. Period. Maybe pit mm. buckle. Weapons and scrif. purge. The cost, yeah. You know, maybe, maybe Dakota. Maybe Dakota. Look at okay. this. Maybe. Maybe Dakota. Dakota's a responsible adult. He's, yeah. he's another dad. He's, oh, uh... You know what, I, th- I think, I think, yeah, I think it's Dakota. Okay, he's, he's, you know, like, he leads projects, he's a father, he's like somebody who's built up responsibility. He's comfortable in that, I think. Dakota, yeah, it, that's it, your answer? It, yeah. That's your final answer? Lyrical Dakota purging myself, I think, can okay. adequately survive a zombie apocalypse. I think that we well round ourselves out enough. That's your uh, that's your Left for yeah. Dead three cast right there. We could also go to Four a clan rally people. together because we're. Just <laughs> I'm glad that we got to that same conclusion with different. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Announcing like it was just it would just be so funny if that was your cast for Left for Dead three just because it so clearly clashes with two and one where they were like very clearly diverse groups. Where they were supposed to all represent like a different part of society, you know. You had like the the Francis, the biker dude, you know. Uh, then you had um, Zoe. Zoe was the uh, Left 4 Dead two, right? I think Zoe was one. Yeah, Zoe, Zoe was one. Okay, okay. And then I forget the name of the female in two. Yeah, I don't remember either. To be fair, but then Dota, you had the the black guy who said uh, peels, peels. That's how I, I remember. He always said it that way. To be fair, Dota talent. Like, if you want diversity in Dota talent, you have to look for like one of four people, right? Yeah. There's Tsunami, Nessa, Moxie, Moxie. Shiver, Shiver. Uh, we only come in shades of of white and like light brown. We have no black people in Dota. Yeah, that's that, that is true. I guess there is. I mean, if if you if you want to count Blitz or Merlini, but they're yeah. winter. Yeah. Wow. It's like for whatever reason, Dota is just a, a game that just ended up with a bunch of white white people and Asian people. Probably the Warcraft three demographic. Yeah. Or the people who had computers to play. Yeah. Or the people who... I mean, Dota's free, so I guess there's not really a bunch of money. Time. Yeah, but still owning a PC in the first place. Like, at, at a time, that was expensive, right? Yeah, and I mean, it still, still even kind of is. is. But... I guess you can play Dota on a, on a laptop at this point and still be fine. But Yeah. Man. We meandered all over the place, so uh, that made no sense for everybody. But I'm glad that you now know our Apocalypse team. I... Yes. Am feeling the effects. Of Meanwhile, the cat. it's just going to be me and Trent. Oh, you're feeling the effects of the cat. All right, it's time to get you going. Well, I'm just going to say and end it on that. That me and Trent, we're it's just me and him. It's a nimbler, cleaner crew. You guys aren't going to survive. We're going to steal your supplies. I'll take more people over less people any day. I think there's, there's definitely a strength in numbers thing. Like what happens as soon like as soon as things get confrontational. There's just more of us. Yeah, but how do you know that like the confrontation is not going to happen in the first place? It's only two people. 
You don't like uh, four people. That's that's a lot of noise that you're making. You know. I bet Purge, for as liberal of a cuck as he is, great shot. He probably he probably can be great. He probably, with a gun yeah. Too. I mean, he really would. He really would. Because being good good with a gun is all about like just following the instructions. <laughs> that it it really is as simple as that. They, they, they always told us in uh, like we, in boot camp, they told us that uh, like the people who'd never fired a gun were always going to do like kind of better because they're just like a clean slate. So as long as you follow the instructions, it's not that hard. As long as you just like put everything where it's supposed to be, you just pay attention to your breathing, slow squeeze. Like. That's another reason to have you on the team, too, because I'm pretty sure the only person with formal gun training. Or that, any type of gun experience. In that the might first be place. true. I'm trying to think, I think somebody's gone hunting before. But even that, how probably many Trent. Times? It's honestly probably Trent. <laughs> We're gonna have all the experience with the guns too. You guys are definitely screwed. <laughs> yeah, Purge has never touched a gun. I'm sure in lyricals, like, what do you do with this? So, no. my shooting experience is very limited. When when did you uh, when did you shoot? Did you go to a range? Yeah, just just when I was younger, just like shooting some like in the desert. So like a pseudo range. I highly recommend that if you get the chance to do something like that, I highly recommend taking it because it is a fun experience. Shooting at a range, I've I've found anyway. Like I'm I'm not a gun person by any means, but like I always found that shooting was like. Again, you just follow through the instructions, and I, I always found the experience like kind of relaxing and fun. I, as long as you get over the the, the, the paranoia of like, oh my god, I'm firing a weapon, <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! It's really hard for me to not have intrusive thoughts when holding a uh, weapon in my hand because, as much as I know that I'm never gonna do it, I can like my brain just yeah. thinks about. I can turn this around and kill myself right now. Yeah, yeah, no, no. no. It's, it's in- the call to the void. It's the it's those intrusive thoughts that, like, because they're so alien to your personality, they work their way in because it's possible now. You have this weapon in your hand. You could do anything you want with it. It's yeah. I definitely have an intrusive thought problem. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of I, I I think I get call to the void a little bit stronger than most people because yeah. I ev- like if I find myself with a. Like even just just a box cutter, it's like I can slash my neck right now. Or on a tall building, it's like I can jump off right now. Oh, I get it. I get it real bad with uh, with that's why I'm afraid of heights because I get it real bad with heights. So that that's why I'm not uh, afraid of skydiving or flying on planes. But it does make me nervous when it comes to bungee jumping or being on tall buildings, like stuff like in that. A balcony, in yeah, a like Ki- Kiev. I was I was on like the forty fourth floor or something of my building. And it was, yeah, I was just like, and, and it's, it's, it was ceiling to, to floor windows too. <laughs> so I'd be there doing push ups right next to like the edge <laughs> of my building. And I'd just be like, I'd get that little jump of adrenaline and I'd be like, well, I guess this is helping me work out more. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I definitely, I, I didn't like that about firing the weapons. I think that, I think that the experience of, using firearms made me like them less because it gave me a very firsthand experience of like this thing is crazy oh uh, yeah this yeah, thing yeah. is just absolutely crazy yeah um but the the sporting aspect of it i mm-hmm. think is pretty cool and that's why i actually found out that i really enjoy archery Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I think that you get like you know probably ninety percent of of the sporting that that you get with with a firearm in a range, mm-hmm. but without the very loud noise, earmuffs, and, and yeah. likelihood that you could kill someone if you really wanted to. Without the hearing damage that causes tinnitus. Yeah. Yeah, that, I've got that hearing damage. That being said, bows uh, they 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 do hurt your arms sometimes. Yeah, that's also a more physical contest just archery bites you know like shooting a gun is like there's not the whole point is that you're supposed to relax most of your body unless you're doing the the standing shooting Mm -hmm. which you have to take a very uncomfortable position to like really platform yourself but like if you're doing the the prone or the the crouching kneel one like those are all pretty relaxing so 
the whole point is that you're supposed to be able to like kind of let your body relax into it. Whereas archery, you're going to build up some arm muscles, baby. Plus, who doesn't love leg loss? Yeah, if you get the opportunity, try archery as well. Big fan, big fan of archery. It's really hard to properly like. You can go to an ice rink if you want, or you can like go to a shooting range. It's generally hard to find somewhere to go do archery. But yeah. those are also super expensive. Yeah, they really are. Too. But yeah, that's that. That's my pro tip that I'm going to leave you with, everybody. Archery, kind of fun. <laughs> I also really want to do curling. You want to do what? Can I convince you to go curling? Can I also ask? Which, which can, I also, can I also inquire about your neighbor? I, they're very loud down there. I don't really know. But then again, like sometimes I scream at the computer. I wonder so. if they're playing Call of Duty. Could be. I feel like it might be something like that. But uh, which one's curling? Is Cur- that the is that the sliding ice one? Curling, sliding on the ice with the big rock, and then you do the brooms. <sighs> Yeah. No, I mean, I'm down. I'm we're down gonna, to try I'm going to book a curling thing. Okay. I'm going to book a curling thing. We're, we're going to go curling. We, when you go curling it. recreationally, I'm presuming nobody's doing the brushing thing. I, I feel think, like that's only when you're doing it professionally. I think both. I think, I think they, so they, I saw that they do do curling classes. Okay. So we, if we get enough people, we can go do a curling class. Like Charlie's ass okay. would be down, right? Sure, I'm sure he'd be down. Yeah, okay. That's a new experience. Bring a GoPro. <laughs> We're talking about the uselessness of like everyone like whenever somebody buys a GoPro, they're thinking they're gonna do so much with it and then it just kinda sits there. Well, we've got a GoPro here. Dude, we should use the GoPro. I'm gonna book some curling. <laughs> All right. If, if there's any curling experts, down. tweet us. In Los know. Angeles, uh, if you're interested in curling, also let us know. <laughs> As long right. as you're not a weirdo. It's probably everybody. Everyone listening. You want a weirdo light, but not like overly weirdo. Everyone listening is probably a little bit weird. They're all, they're all, I feel like they're weirdo light. They're all dodo people. I feel like if we were more... Yeah, but we're this isn't a dodo podcast, remember? We've oh, refined true. our crowd. That's true. That's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. I guess that makes sense because we're also kind of weirdo light, so... Yeah, we're, just, we're weirdo light, you know? Yeah. Okay, so curling, mm-hmm. archery, mm-hmm. apocalypse... Yep. My cat allergy. I have You're a cat, cat allergy. You got to get out of here. <laughs> Otherwise, you're going to be blind driving home. I have been avoiding touching my eyes. Good job. And I, I think I've done a good job. Okay. 